0: I'm just a rock chick. I would describe my music and my sound as Avril Lavigne. It's the best damn thing. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast, a facts and trivia-based podcast about Canadian pop singer Avril Lavigne. I'm your host, Andrea De Francesco. So I know that in the previous episode, I had said that we were going to return to our facts and trivia format with an episode about Avril's roles in TVs and movies, but then she decided to drop the first single from the new album. So I thought that instead of doing that, that it would be better to do sort of like a bonus episode that's not part of the actual facts and trivia, and that we would instead talk about the new song, Once the actual album comes out, I'll probably do a more proper episode with the facts and trivia about it, but I thought we would just sort of run through what we know about it, and this would be um, a much more like informal style than what we usually do, and I'll sort of give my reaction to the new songs and like what we know about it so far and that sort of thing, and then after this, we can continue back with what we were going to do, the regularly scheduled programming, I guess, that we had planned. And also, I wanted to give everybody a chance to enjoy the new music properly, so I thought I would just take a little bit of a break. Thanksgiving is going to be coming up for me soon in a couple of weeks as well. I just haven't had as much time lately to devote to doing the episodes. And so I thought this would be the perfect time just to sort of do like the bonus episode. We talk about Bite Me, the new song and the new music video and all of the stuff that's happened and just give everybody a chance to really enjoy the music. I didn't think that people would really be interested in kind of going back. You know, we're talking about her TV and film roles and stuff like that. I just thought that wasn't what people would be interested in right now. And so I thought this would be the better direction to go in for right now. And I'll try to get the next episode up as soon as I can. It might be a couple of weeks out. I don't know yet. And just kind of playing it by ear to see kind of how things progress with Avril. Like it seems like once she signed her new record deal, that things started rolling out very, very quickly. So it's kind of up in the air right now, what's going to happen next and what we can expect a new single and all of that. So I kind of will just play it by ear, I guess. But I definitely always want to be timely with these episodes too. And like... You know, if people are more focused on the new music and stuff, I want to do episodes more about that because that's what people really care about. And give people a chance to properly enjoy it and everything without having to worry about, you know, podcast episodes and stuff. I don't think that's really what people are paying attention to. So that's what we'll be covering in today's episode. And then, you know, eventually in a couple of weeks, I'll probably come back with the episode about her, you know, TV and film roles and stuff like that. So starting off with what we know so far, kind of how the rollout and everything happened. On November 3rd, 2021, Avril posted a series of photos on social media announcing she had signed with Travis Barker's label, DT. DTA Records, and she also teased possibly releasing the first single the following week, but did not give any details on the song title or release date. So, DTA Records is a label that's owned by Travis Barker, who is the drummer in Blink182. Avril has had a long standing relationship with him. They formerly worked together on a few songs on The Best Damn Thing back in 2007, and they reunited again. Very recently, Avril had said that he had actually contacted her around the time that the pandemic was starting. He wanted to work on some stuff together, and so they ended up working together also to do Willow's song Grow together. So he has this record label, DTA Records, that was founded in 2019, and it's partnered with Elektra Records, which is a bigger label. And then all of that together is actually run by Warner Music Group. So I think that the idea behind this partnership is that it allows Avril to have creative freedom, but also the resources that a major label would have and being able to properly distribute her music because she has such a big audience. So it's sort of like the best of both worlds, I guess, for her. So then the following day on November 4th, she announced she would be performing the first single with Travis Barker live on The Late Late Show with James Corden on November 10th. And fans speculated that the lead single would be Bite Me featuring Marshmello since it was written on the shirt Avril wore in the promotional photo for the performance. The promotional photo suggested the performance was pre-taped and that it was possibly the project Avril had been referring to on October 24th when she had posted on Instagram stories that she was sort of like standing in front of a makeup table with like, let's go written and it wasn't clear what she was doing. So it's possible that that could be when the performance was taped, but we don't know. Then on November 5th, 2021, Avril announced the lead single would be Indeed Bite Me, released on November 10th with a radio release to the alternative format planned for November 16th. Her website was also updated to reflect the new single with a new blue theme, as well as a photo of the single cover and a new font. And the same day, she posted Instagram stories from the studio with John Feldman and Modson recording an acoustic version of Bite Me. And right now, at the time of this recording, we don't know yet when that will be released, if it'll be released as a single on its own, or it might be a deluxe track on the album or something like that. And then the following day on November 6th, 2021, Avril uploaded a new TikTok video featuring a 15 second clip of the song. It gained over 1 million views within its first hour and nearly 7 million views in its first day. She appeared to be on set filming either the music video or the James Corden appearance as she was wearing the same t-shirt and yellow plaid skirt from the promotional photo for the announcement. So at the time we didn't know, but now that the music video has been out, we know that the TikTok video was from the set of the James Corden appearance. On November 10th, 2021, Avril released the lead single, Bite Me, featuring Travis Barker on drums. Both an explicit and a clean version were released with the word fuck changed to mess. It is Avril's shortest single to date, running at only two minutes and 40 seconds, and she also released a t-shirt and a hoodie with the words Bite Me on her website. The same day, she appeared in a pre-recorded interview with Kevin Kenny, where they discussed her musical beginnings, her 20-year career, and the new album. In the interview, Avril confirmed that the tracks Love Sucks, Kiss Me Like the World is Ending, and Dare to Love Me would be on the album. She also revealed that Dare to Love Me was the only ballad and that it was self-written. She said that she initially did not want to put it on the album, but Modson and John Feldman encouraged her to. She confirmed Love Sucks was one of the earliest songs written for the album and that they had written about 30 songs total, enough for two albums. She described Kiss Me Like the World as ending as a song inspired by hanging out in Malibu with Mod Sun. She also confirmed in the interview that she did not have a label or management when she started recording the album. And she also confirmed that the music video was directed by Hannah Lux Davis and that they had wanted to work together for a long time. She revealed that Travis Barker was also in the video and that she kept falling on set due to the high-heeled boots she was wearing. She also confirmed that a second single would be released in January in the full album at the top of the new year, but she didn't specify exactly what that means, whether it's like January, February, March, something like that. She confirmed Machine Gun Kelly as a collaboration on the new album and that their song was a proper duet. She also confirmed other collaborations would be on the album but did not reveal names. Now, that brings me back to the Marshmello thing. So a while back when Avril was working in the studio with Matson and Feldman, we had seen a chalkboard with a bunch of prospective song titles written on it, which Avril has since confirmed a lot of those song titles are going to be on the album. And we had seen that there was going to be a collaboration with Marshmello, and I think that it was sort of speculated that that was going to be Bite Me, was going to be their collaboration together. And so a lot of people thought that maybe there's a remix with him coming. And she had like tagged Marshmello in her posts about Bite Me, but then she untagged him and then Marshmello himself did post about it. So it's very unclear if there's like multiple versions, but then he's also like a co-writer, I think, technically on Bite Me. So it's, it's very confusing what his involvement actually is. I don't know if there could be a remix possibly coming at some point. I think a lot of people speculated that the first release of Bite Me was going to be with Marshmello and that ended up not happening. So we don't know yet what capacity he's involved in or if there will be an eventual remix with him. On November 11, 2021, Avril teased the music video release and posted behind the scenes pictures. Though she had said the video would be released the same day as the single, the video was actually released on November 12th. The music video for Bite Me was released on November 12th, 2021 and directed by Hannah Lux Davis. It featured Travis Barker on drums with Avril and her friends breaking into her ex-boyfriend's house. Avril played electric guitar in the video, which had song titles written on it, and she also sported red hair streaks. Avril explained in a series of Instagram stories for MTV that the guitar was initially supposed to be red, but it didn't arrive in time, so they used a white guitar instead. And at the last minute, Avril decided to take a Sharpie and write song titles on it because she thought the plain white guitar would be too boring. And there's also product placement for a Jeep Wrangler. So according to the production credits that were posted by Hannah Lux Davis on Instagram, Avril's wardrobe was handled by Conrad, which included a custom-made jacket by Shot NYC. and the ex-boyfriend is played by Justin Cohn. The music video also drew comparisons to many of Avril's past videos, such as Complicated, What the Hell, Girlfriend, He Wasn't, and Hot. So that's kind of all the news that has happened since we did our last episode. And like after her performance at the House of Horrors for Halloween, Everything that's happened so far basically in November, she announced that she had signed a record deal with Travis Barker's label DTA Records, and then pretty soon after that, the album, or not the album rollout, but the single rollout happened very, very quickly. She released the first single of the seventh album, Bite Me, the following week, basically. And she also did a live performance on The Late Late Show with James Corden. And then a couple of days later, they put out the music video. So that's at the time of this recording. That's where we're at right now. And then, of course, she also did that interview with Kevin Kenny. I think it was for something called The Odyssey. And they just talked a lot about her career and musical beginnings and the new album and stuff like that. And in that interview, she confirmed that we should be getting the second single in January and then the album sometime early next year. She'll be going on tour in europe in march and then she also said that she would be going on tour in canada and then the u.s in the summer as far as like my reactions to everything starting with the record label news it was definitely not what i was expecting i think that we all knew that there was something definitely holding up the release of the album because she had kept giving different time frames like first she said spring and then summer and songs all year but then like nothing ever materialized from that so I think we all knew like she had said something about like she had sent a DM to a fan account saying that like I'm ready on my end, but I'm sorting out my team kind of thing. So I think we all knew that there was something going on with the label. And of course, now we know that when she actually started making this record that there was no label, there was no management. So she kind of had to like start it from scratch. And I don't think it's the direction that any of us expected that she would go. And I honestly thought that she was actually going to be starting her own label, which I would have been really happy about. But I think this is a good direction for her too, because she and Travis have known each other. For a very long time. They're obviously both, you know, very like iconic in the pop punk scene, and the fact that it's a label owned by Travis, so he understands artistic freedom. Like I had read him in an interview, he said something about like how artistic freedom is very important to him. And Avril had said that, like, you know, he understood her vision, which I think is very important because anybody who's been a fan. For at least the last decade has known the trials and tribulations that she's gone through with some of her past labels where they've like kind of forced her to change her vision, which she also alluded to in this interview that she did. I highly recommend checking it out if you haven't seen it already. It's fantastic. I think it's one of the best interviews that she's ever done, especially in a really long time. And she did go a little bit in depth about how some of these other labels wanted her to like abandon the pop rock sound that she's known for, like less guitars, less drums. And she I think we saw that we saw how that affected her over the years and how she She didn't seem quite like herself. And so the fact that she is now regaining that part of her artistry, I think you can tell so much the difference in her attitude about talking about the music and the way that she's performing and the way that she was in the music video and stuff. It's just her whole persona and her attitude and everything is like night and day. And so I think this is a really good direction for her to go in like she seems like she's always had problems with labels and so i think to be on a label like travis's she's getting that artistic freedom that she's been wanting for like a good decade basically but she's also being afforded those opportunities and promotional opportunities and stuff that and the resources that a major label would have so it's kind of like i said in the beginning like the best of both worlds she seems really excited about the partnership, and so does Travis. And that's always obviously gonna make a better partnership. So I think that this is gonna be a really good direction for her. And I think already we're seeing how much it's doing for her. The fact that she made like another TikTok video. And again, like just her enthusiasm, this era already, and like the quick rollout of everything just seems like it's all going in a really, really good direction so far. And the fans have been really loving it and responding to it very positively so far as well. So onto the actual song of Bite Me as far as like my reaction to it, I think it's honestly one of the best lead singles that she's put out in a while. Some people are saying like, oh, it's the best song of her whole career, which I think is like a little early to tell that. I think that people are very, very excited that she's returning to her roots and that it's like this pop punk thing that she hasn't done in a very long time, like since basically like 2007. So I do think that it's definitely like a return to her roots, a return to form for her. And that's really good to see. I love seeing like the guitars and the drums, like that's what she's known for. The attitude and like the lyrics and stuff, I think is a little bit of a step up from, like, the best damn thing. And to me, it sounds like old school Avril, but with, like, a fresh modern twist. And it doesn't sound dated to me. I think that that makes all the difference with the production. With Feldman doing the production, I think, made a huge difference with that. And... I really like the song. The only problem is that I feel like it's a little short, but that's kind of the trend nowadays is that songs are a lot shorter than they used to be. It helps them get on playlists more and helps with like radio play and stuff like that because there's so much content. So people have like shorter attention spans. So I think it was done from a strategic point of view. So I get that. But I also feel like the song just kind of ends very suddenly. So that kind of detracts from it a little bit for me. But otherwise, I think it's really good. I think, again, like lyrically, it's a little bit of a step up from what she's done in the past. And It has like a definitely a very Blink-182 kind of influence. I hear some mods on influences as well. Like the chorus, I heard somebody describe it as like the chorus is very Avril, but the verses are more Blink-182. And I definitely agree with that. I think I would rank it like third as my favorite, like out of the weed singles. Like for me, it's nothing's ever gonna be like complicated and girlfriend, like those songs are forever going to be iconic. But I think this is definitely stronger than like a what the hell or Here's Never Growing Up. Like I'm really glad it wasn't like another one of those, which I think is what a lot of the fans were hoping for. So overall, the fan reaction has been really, really positive about it, which is good to see. I don't think we've had A single like that, probably. I mean, I think "Head Above Water." I think people responded relatively positively to that one as well. But I think in terms of like an upbeat pop rock song, we haven't all collectively really loved a single from her since probably maybe "Girlfriend," if even that. And then the music video and the live performance. So the live performance on James Corden, I think you could tell that they had kind of edited the audio a little bit because it sounded very, very identical to the studio record at first. I almost thought she was lip syncing, but you could tell she wasn't. But it was definitely quite edited afterwards, which is fine. You know, maybe for the first performance they wanted it to sound like as clean and perfect as possible. I think that the more important thing is that she looked very enthusiastic about what she was doing. It was good to see like energy from her, which I think sometimes her performances in the last couple of eras, she's kind of been lacking some energy a little bit. So it was good to see that from her. As far as the music video, so the music video just came out very recently. From the time that I'm recording this, it only came out a couple of days ago. And I have mixed feelings about the music video, which I think is very common. I think the music video got kind of like mixed reactions from fans. Some people really, really love it, which is nice, and then there's some people that are a little bit. Bit, like confused by it. I think for me, I think it's good quality. Like I think I'm really excited that she worked with Hannah Lux Davis because. Hannah has done some really incredible videos, especially for like Ariana Grande or the ones I've mainly seen and she does great work. So I'm really happy that they did work together, especially because they both seem to be fans of each other and they had been wanting to work together for a while. So it's great that they did. And I think it's great that Avril has worked with another female director because she doesn't do that terribly often. I think that in terms of the quality and like the production value, it's a step up from like the Head Above Water videos and some of her past ones. I think that the production value is just better. I like that there's a little bit of a story and I like that they had this kind of vintage 90s, like early 2000s effect, like this kind of production quality that was very common in like pop punk videos from like the 90s and early 2000s. I think that was nice, like a nice touch to kind of show like she is returning to her roots and it's pop punk and all that kind of thing. But I think I was a little bit confused by like the guys in Tutu's. There's some theories and speculations about what that could mean. Some people think that it's a metaphor like in Avril's mind that the guys are actually representing like her and her anger, but they're wearing the tutus because they're representing her. So there's different theories about what that part of it can mean. For me, that was like a little bit, I don't know, distracting. The other thing I didn't really like about the video is that it was a little too fast paced to really keep up with like what was happening. Sometimes it was like, I felt like I like missed something because it went by so fast. So I don't know, I kind of had mixed feelings about the video. Some people think that it's like the best video she's ever done, which for me, again, I think she just has so many iconic videos like Complicated, I'm With You, Girlfriend, My Happy Ending. Like to me, this isn't quite there, but I do think it's one of the best quality videos that she's released in a while. So for me, it's probably like a middle tier video. So again, there's things I liked about it. There's things that I was a little confused by it maybe. I don't know if it's a video I'll just like go back to terribly often, but I think as far as like a first offering from her new album and like what people can expect, the overall reaction has been really, really positive from fans and non-fans alike, which is really great to see because I don't think she's had that for a while. I think all the fans are really happy to see her like return to her roots and Avril herself most importantly seems very very excited very enthusiastic about the whole thing and I think at the end of the day whether we personally like the music or not I think that we're all just really happy to see her happy and to see her being like that artist that we remember and that we all loved. Like I said she said that she's gonna be putting out a second single in January. We don't know what that's gonna be yet. My speculation is that it might be the Machine Gun Kelly collaboration and As far as when the album, when we can expect the album, she just said top of the year. I'm thinking it could be January, February, possibly March, but probably sometime before the European tour starts, I would think. Until then, we don't really know what else we can expect right now. But I'm just loving that she is like being more active again on social media and she's like teasing stuff. We already got like the single live performance music video like within a week. So things are happening really, really fast, which is good to see. And that she's like being active again. And that most importantly, that she's just very enthusiastic again, like the artist that we all remember and that we know and love. So that's been great to see. So I think for now, that basically wraps up this episode. Again, it was really more just like a a rundown of what's been happening with Avril since our last episode and how she kind of just dropped a single from out of nowhere. And I'm like, we obviously have to talk about it. So I would love to know your thoughts about the new music and the video and all of that. I did a couple of polls on my Instagram story at Pod. It's just been really interesting to see what other people think and also on Avril Band-Aids, like reading what people think over there as well. It's just really great to finally have some new music and something new to talk about and just to kind of all enjoy this ride together like we've been waiting so long we've waited all year for new music from avril and it just seemed like the wait was never going to end so i'm so happy that we finally have something new to talk about and that um everybody just really overall the reaction is so positive and it's really great to see the fans finally get something of quality that we've all been waiting for that we like just really deserve this moment so it's just been really great to see the reactions so far so that wraps up this edition of the best damn avril lavigne podcast be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode and as i said in the beginning the next time that we come back we will now return to our facts and trivia format where we talk about avril's tv and film roles so until then i hope that you are enjoying the new single and that you are buying it streaming it watching the music video doing all the things enjoying it and i will see you again next time on the best damn avril lavigne podcast the Best Damn Avril Veeam podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by Andre De Francesco. Scene music is HD and lights by Jay pow Follow the latest podcast news on Instagram at Best Avril Pod or email bestdamnaverilpod at yahoo.com.